Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Maddie Hazel and Jason from Frozen Carbonite to talk about skate events and a few new shoe drops. Adidas sent Jason Dill to Tokyo, Nike had Grant Taylor ripping around LA, and Vans sent Rowan Zarilla all around the world and back to play some baseball in Orange County. Jason, which marketing campaign got you in a shopping mood? Yeah, well, first of all, it's uh, good to be back after a week hiatus. And, well, you guys know me. I'm a big fan of the brand narrative. And I, I guess it all depends on which narrative you see as a reflection of yourself. Like, Rowan, that's if you want to, like, travel around the world with your friends, you know, play baseball, kind of like a free spirit. Grant Taylor, you're, like, no nonsense. But, uh, by the way, he did kind of work with some personality in this video, which I thought was cool for probably the first time. Dill, this, I don't know if anyone noticed this, or I don't even know if this is the case, but to me, this seemed like an homage to Lost in Translation. It did the feel movie. that way to me. Yeah, I haven't seen movie, that movie in a while. But yeah, I haven't seen it way. since like I, I saw it in the theater. But yeah, the movie Lost in Translation with uh, Bill Murray and Charlotte directed by Sophia Coppola. Dill's, if you want to be a kind of like weird, traveling, uh, gentleman of leisure, artist type of guy. So that definitely appealed to me the most out of all these three uh how about you guys maddie where are you going yeah i think surprisingly the dill one also kind of was the most interesting and most like thought-provoking from these and i think that's just because it was so radically different from the other two i mean the gt video was just what we would expect from nike like really good skating kind of funny and then intersected with strange product placement and drones they always seem to like kind of have this weird overproduced look to them and then the rowan video was was cool it felt like kind of like a victory lap in like a weird way just with the music and like all the fun b-roll which i thought was really nice since this is his second shoe it kind of was like all right we're still doing it we're still here and it was fun to see all the guys skating but i just liked the how different the approach to the adidas commercial i think that's the, the best way to refer to it as it was beautifully shot it really showed off some of dill's artwork which is always really cool i love seeing the other sides i think i've said that here a bunch it's like really interesting and fun to see other avenues of the person and i feel like we saw that here like we all know that he's like one of the most prolific skateboarders like we've seen his footage i think he's done that and he doesn't need to continue unless he wants to and it's cool to see like I'm sure he had a lot to do with the direction of this short film and interlaced with kind of like his personality and even just direct video of, of him making art was really cool. I kind of related it a little bit in my head to like what Chandler has been doing with the like uh, drag horror elements that he's so into like coming into his skating world that it was kind of just like if Chandler got a shoe in 30 years or 20 years however old Chandler is and he's in the later end of his career and it was just this crazy drag horror video and at the end it was like so cool Chandler shoe I'd be like yeah that makes sense so I think it kind of fit well and was just kind of a nice mix up from what we normally get with a shoe launch which is just like here's the part here's the footage they rip really cool uh, Templeton, did you did you feel the same or did you kind of have a different outlook on how the Dale Samba video was? I mean, for me, like I I didn't get it. I mean, I, I'm just I guess I'm like a traditional guy, maybe a dumb guy. I want to see some skating, you know, like could you imagine if if Dill skated 
for this piece, like how awesome that would be. Even if he was just like cruising around, I feel like it would have, I don't know, pleased me a little bit more. And I, I, I wrote a friend of mine who had shared it and I was like, oh, can't wait to see the part. Like as if this was like a trailer for an upcoming Dill part, which would, you know, that would blow everyone's mind. So, yeah, for me, like the Dill Samba would probably be the shoe I would be most likely to wear of, of the bunch. But I don't think that the the short film got me that stoked about it. I think the Rowan piece was probably my favorite of the bunch. I think I watched it like three times, you know, mostly as um, like kind of boning up for this this show. But it it also kind of had like that normcore type edit where it was a little more open. And um, I don't know, I, I felt like had it been more of a traditional edit, it could have been more impactful to me. But I guess a lot of a lot of those tricks will just get parted out and put up on social where they can maybe have more impact. So yeah, that that's kind of where I fell down on it. And then the the Grant one was just it, it felt a little heavy-handed with the product shots. I didn't think it was quite. Uh, they didn't have to go quite so far. And and, yeah. and at the end they're like, uh, get that new Grant Taylor shoe in stores now. I couldn't tell if that was ironic or unironic. I mean, I, I think that's funny, like being just overt about it, kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. Toy Machine ads, like go go buy Toy Machine blood sucking skateboard company yeah, goods. Yeah, 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 some shit like that. So it, it felt tongue in cheek there. And maybe it would have been more fun if they had gone even crazier with the product stuff, like sling it even harder and then it would it would be more fun. I yeah, because it's not it's not like they're pulling the wool over our eyes and like we don't think it's a commercial. Yeah, as far as, far as the shoe itself, un- unfortunately, I can't skate in blazers on kind of my like Cro-Magnon man like feet. But the the Dale Earnhardt colorway is really dope. You know, the whole uh, muscle car. You know, I, I read some like Nike copy about it, and it's supposedly like a muscle car inspired design. And apparently, the number ninety eight is an homage to. I guess this is what they say in their copy, quote unquote another person who likes to go fast and I, I assume it was some nascar driver but it wasn't dale earnhardt so I, I did some like super rudimentary research about who what driver had number 98 and i don't know there's a million people like leroy yarborough i don't know if anyone knows i might have to contact my uh my source at nike trying to figure it out yeah we might need to get a little more clarification there or or at least someone who's a, a diehard nascar fan which shouldn't be hard hard to find in richmond virginia yeah, I feel like NASCAR is an interesting place to pull inspiration from and maybe like a a seam untapped by skateboarding. Oh yeah. For a while I mean, they love stickers the on their on their stuff yeah, and we love stickers on our stuff. You know? As as someone who used to regularly work at NASCAR races, we don't need to we don't need to combine <laughs> the, the culture. <laughs> I used to do like ten races a year at my old job and uh, they're interesting. They're they're unique. I do think it's a cool shoe though. I didn't also like understand the number ninety eight as someone who does have a little bit of NASCAR history. Is coming from the only thing I could think of is it's like generic, and Nike is a huge company, and they don't want to like do something obvious. If and if NASCAR is anything, they're they love capitalism, so maybe they have some type of weird restriction on using specific numbers that are like major players in their like history of athletes um, but yeah i agree the nine the 98 was strange i did really like the race at the end i thought that was really fun and kind of gave like 
lighthearted King of the Road vibes. It was like skaters just having fun and kind of hanging out. It also like kind of spawned this weird idea where quad skating is blowing up right now. And quad skating has roller derby as some like major roots. And it'd be fun to see like it go the opposite direction in skateboarding and being like roller derby on skateboards, which is kind of what they were doing. I thought that would actually be fun and maybe something that could be investigated more than just like a funny little bit at the end of this video. And I do also think that the pacing and the drone slash product shots really worked against this edit. I think if it was just like the clips and then this fun like way, it would have flown like flowed a lot better and still had that same feel of like, okay, this is obviously a commercial. They hear promoting this thing, but also like let's watch Grant rip because everyone wants to do that. He's so good. And those little bits really took me out. And I had to watch the like the his clips part multiple times because I would just be th so thrown off. I think the big one for me was the dump truck, his ender. That was insane. That was like so sick. And then there was this like weird moment where they just like showed the shoe really close, like right before it happened. And I was like, you guys are just like distracting from really cool skateboarding. And that was kind of a bummer. So just give us the clips. Just give us the fun little bit at the end. And I think they had something really nice. And maybe the production team went a little bit overboard with the rest of it, unfortunately. Got to sell these shoes. I don't even remember the ender. The dump truck? It was yeah, like... I got to go watch that. It was, I think it was off of like a fence into a bank. It was the one where the oh. guy put the put the um, chain link in front of it. Like he, as if like my whole head narrative was like this dude owns some like, I don't know, whatever business is there. And he has so many people skating that he's installed this chain that goes over this random bank. Cause I don't know why else you would need a chain over the bank. But like, I just thought that was so funny. And he like looks at the camera and he's like, oopsies. But that was super gnarly. And I, I'm a sucker for a really good dump truck. And that was sick that was now cool. that I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, my whole thing is, if, if you're going to go NASCAR, like, you got to go all the way. Like, you're Nike. You're one of the biggest corporations in the world. Like, Vans did that whole baseball game or softball game with the, I guess, the L.A. Dodgers. I don't know if it was baseball or softball. I assume softball. But, like, you know what I mean? You got to go out to the track. You got to get, like, who? I don't even know who the current NASCAR drivers are. Like, Tony Stewart? Tony Stewart still in? I don't know. Whoever. Dick Trickle. But you know what I mean? You got to go all the way if, if you're going to go with the NASCAR muscle car uh, motif, if you will. Yeah, maybe like a car themed video would have been more more interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. Like have him in the passenger seat with like, I don't know, who's a current guy like Joey Logano or someone yeah, like there that. You go. Right. Like have them like because they'll do that. They'll bring folks in and have them do the pace car lap with them. They could have had him like up in the like waving the flag and stuff like that that could have been fun too i don't know i don't know what their like budget and uh direction was i did i did like the race i thought that was cool but i didn't get the nascar until i saw after i watched the video that that's what it was like even with the race i was just like oh this is fun and cute like let's do this little thing and then i was like oh i get it now it took a little bit of me realizing what was even happening um so maybe to your point it could have been a, almost more in our face and felt a little bit more cohesive. Yeah, I didn't get that it was NASCAR until this conversation. <laughs> so I, I haven't been paying yeah, attention. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not, but like, I'm assuming that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, 
race. All right, I guess that's a cool idea. You know, because but then I went back and you know did some rudimentary internet research, saw some like Nike copy that. I was like, oh, inspired by NASCAR. Yeah, even, with, even with all the product shots, like you couldn't tell that it was like. No, oh, I, I didn't see it at all. It's I'm like seeing red and I'm black. Seeing, yeah, I'm seeing like an ode to a fellow Southerner who also likes to go fast. Like, can you be any more generic? Like, what? NASCAR, <laughs> like, like, name a NASCAR driver who's not from the South. Like, good luck with that. <laughs> That's dude. I, I feel like a Richard Petty colorway would be pretty sick with that, like baby blue. That would. He's be like sick. the only the only driver. Yeah. I, I, Man, you could you could do a whole uh whole capsule with there's a whatever they uh, this I'm giving away game for free like they need to like hire some consultants. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna get our cigarette based uh, skate company off the ground and then move, move into NASCAR inspired NASCAR. But um, real quick, back to the Roland video. Like it was really dope. Uh, Greg Hunt's you know one of the best filmers ever. But I thought like thought he was kind of overshadowed by some of the others like. A little bit like ET. ET's stuff was stellar. Um, that guy Diego. Dude, he he fucking killed it. To oh yeah. Those side two seventy flip out that's, on the curb ledge. Insane. That's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Like two seventy flip out the hard way. I think I've seen like the shitty looking way, but yeah, that, like, that's crazy. Like maybe Ronnie Krieger's done that or something. Yeah, it seems like something he would do for sure. Yeah, as far as that shoe, like I watched some other media about it like that one interview with uh ray barbie they they actually said it's like a, a capsule with the feel of a volk i think that was verbatim what they said but i don't know i don't know what they're trying to do here like are they trying to go back to like that era of 90s capsule vans that no one really liked or are they trying to make it like the vans version of a dunk that's the vibe i'm getting um vans version of a dunk, I, yeah. yeah my friend was skating them and so i saw a pair in person oh and they definitely look more like a dunk than i got from the promo and the video and stuff and he speaks very highly of them he's traditionally skated half cabs and has gone to this and he's really liked it he's really stoked on the shoe and yeah he also kind of said the same thing it's kind of like a dunk um which is cool because i feel like that's maybe not a space that vans has traditionally had a shoe i mean you guys can correct me if i'm wrong i'm not an expert on vans but i don't really remember a shoe that was quite so deliberate in that space and i think it's it's a nice change i thought the blue and white colorway which was the first one i saw was like ooh, that's like maybe not my favorite but when i see it in other colors i feel like it works a lot better and also on specific both like i think it looks good on rowan he's got the right body size and proportions to the shoe but I'm excited to see more colorways. I think the from what I've heard, there's supposed to be more coming out too, and it should should be cool. So from the anecdotal evidence of one person, I've heard it's it skates well and is is a good transition if you've traditionally skated uh, Volk shoes. Yeah, I mean that's a uh, that's a kind of a dope concept. Like uh, like oh, let's make a dunk, but with the Vans waffle, which so many people are so loyal to. So, yeah, the my only thing is it's $110 for a Van. Which that's, I don't know. That's deep. Yeah. It's I mean, deep, Ro- Rowan's got to get a little bit out of it, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plus, like, with, with inflation, like, who knows what what anything costs. And it's all kind of up in the air. And, like, yeah. I mean, the thing about, like, the Tiagos are, like, more than 100. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of in line with how shit is. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say the same thing. I think the Tiago is right around that same price. And yeah. I'm pretty sure dunks are, like, between 115 and, and 140 normally yeah, something so like that. 
it feels like maybe it is just in the in the range of where it should be but traditionally coming from a company like Vans that's maybe harder to swallow because I feel like they've always had the most approachable and affordable shoes maybe besides full tech maybe that's what they're trying to do they need to move into shoes that they can charge more money for yeah, I don't know. My, uh, it seems kind of appealing. Like, like, cause, like, I like half caps theoretically, but the sole is so thin. Like, you can feel like the texture of of the pavement. Like when you walk down the street, the sole is so thin. And but like the waffle grip is kind of appealing. So I don't know. It might be able to fuck with them if if you can like make the tongue fat. If it has like kind of a fat tongue, I might fuck with them. Might have to put some socks on there, like DC style. Didn't some like fashion brand recently like? redo some half cabs and i feel like they maybe had a puffy tongue yeah that sounds familiar shit we'll link to it and i'll i'll find it and link to it in the yeah, show notes. Yeah. this isn't the the week's only shoe drops there's the tom knox shoe which which was revealed this week and uh we're taping on thursday it looks like maybe a part will be dropping on friday which it's unfortunate we won't be, be able to include that in our discussion but uh the tom knox shoe looks pretty sick what do you guys think of that shoe? Have you seen it? Yeah, I, I did some rudimentary interviews about that. Um, just to kind of get a feel for how it would look on foot. Like, in some shots, well, first of all, the silhouette is really dope because, of course, it's reminiscent of the Ed's uh, Costin 1, especially the black and gum colorway, which is sick. But in some other shots, it looked kind of like a ballerina slipper-ish. Like, a lot of the New Balance shoes, or some of them, like the 288s, for example, are kind of like that. I mean, no disrespect to ballerinas or people who do ballet. It's really dope. But anyway, yeah, so I'd have to see it, like, in person or on foot to see if if I can really fuck with it. If it's, like, semi-wide, you know, kind of like kind of like a Tiago or a little bit less wide than Tiago, I could probably fuck with it. Like, on Slapboard, specifically the uh, the Slap New Balance thread, shout out those guys. Some people said it's kind of like a cross between a 440 and the Tiago, the 1010. That sounds really dope because I fuck with both those. So, yeah, I got wait till I see it in person on foot. Let me get the determined. Maddie, do you have any inside knowledge as a New Balance flow rider? Oh, yeah. we. I have all the secrets. Don't worry. <laughs> no, not, none at all. I am very hyped on it, though. It looks cool. I think it does. I think Jason said it well. It looks like a 440 beefed out into, like, more of a Tiago silhouette, which I've skated both of those shoes and I really like. It also kind of looks like the 280, but big which I also like. I skated the 280s a lot a couple years ago, but kind of to what Jason was saying, it was like a faux slip-on that didn't end up being my my favorite, and I've kind of stuck with the 440s slash recently, the, the Frankies. Actually, Jason, if you want a, a shoe that skates like a half cab but has more support, the Frankie shoe is really good. That's it. my oh, last yeah. next pair. Yeah, they've, yeah, been, they've been really good. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to try this shoe out. I normally don't skate low tops, but it looks like maybe there's a little bit more support there than than a traditional one. And if anything, it looks like a great chiller. Looks like an awesome shoe to wear around. It looks good. And yeah, I'm ex- also just really excited for the part tomorrow. Uh, Tom's Dickies part was really good. I love his skating. Shout out to one of the coolest Thrasher covers of the year, potentially. That Ollie is is crazy. And I thought it made a really nice a nice photo and a maybe one of their better covers this year so stoked on his skating stoked that he has an actual shoe i know he's had colorways i think he had a 440 high top maybe a couple years ago but 
cool to see that they're really supporting him and getting behind him. He rips and um, the shoe looks awesome. Yeah, he seems like a solid investment for them. Yeah, and totally like in their brand lane. I feel like they have this like like person that they're kind of going after. And it's like Andrew and Tom and Ryan are all kind of in this like same lane. And I think that's really cool that and uh, Jack all are kind of like appealing to the same crowd, I guess is the right way to, to phrase it. And it's nice to see them start to build a pretty defined brand identity. And I think bringing him on in this capacity really helps with that. Plus, they have their own uh, dunk killer or whatever, the uh, the 480. Yeah, that one looks really good. I, I am very curious to try those. So if anybody at New Balance is listening, <laughs> DM for a dress and size. Shout out Neckface for being in multiple shoe edits this week <laughs> i thought that was funny was he in all of these <laughs> i mean i don't was think he in he was all in three the, no was he, he wasn't in the adidas one i don't know it wasn't adidas one I, was I think he, he was in the uh the the fucking awesome demo or at the fucking awesome demo oh maybe. that makes sense but he which was definitely gonna, he's definitely i think he next. filmed the last clip in the row in the big ollie yep. uh, album and then obviously he ran the the race for the the nike shoe but i thought that was funny that he was at the end of both videos yeah, it's really kind of too bad that he's not in the Dill one. <laughs> yeah, right. Just as, as another, uh, yeah, it'd be like an all, all timer. Should be like, hey, that would be hilarious. Well, uh, speaking of that FA event, it's been a long time since I've been to a skate event, but seeing footage of the FA Jam and the New Balance demo in that Thrasher Weekend video, uh, it had me thinking I should maybe attend the next event that comes my way. Maddie, you've been to some recent events. Did the vibes match what we see in the video? Yeah, I feel like the events that I've been to have been on the complete opposite side of the spectrum from these. These look like hectic and fun, and the events I've been at have been kind of chill, which is also nice. Obviously, I was at Slow Impact almost a year ago now, and that was the whole point of that. That was that was chill, but still in the same vein of like pros doing tricks first try and just kind of blowing your mind, which is that demo vibe. I think we all remember from growing up and seeing our favorite skaters in person for the first time. I still had that experience. And I was at the all-timers demo at the plaza, but that was very, very chill and not in the same capacity, but still very cool to see these folks who are so, so good. I never really get tired of that personally. Like I love watching people skate in person, especially folks who are who are like ultra consistent I think that's just something that has always escaped me um I am the opposite of ultra consistent I have to work for every skate trick and watching folks who can just do things really quick and kind of just have them on command and not work up for it has always been something that's really impressed me so I think that's kind of this like magic that these demos and in-person events kind of have for me is that they just I can't fathom doing some of the things that these people do that quickly. And I think that's really cool. And I think one that really stands out was obviously a long time ago, but Vanessa Torres came to my local skate park when I was a kid with Element. And that's just such a core memory in my upbringing. And I think it was really fun to see this Thrasher New Balance demo and also the FA Skate Jam, which I think they do, they've done before, kind of bring back some of those memories of like, really getting hooked and really seeing what's possible in skating. Um, and I guess now that's mostly done through social media and that's how kids get exposed besides video parts. But to kind of go back to those roots was, was really, really nice. Do you guys have any 
fond memories of demos or anything that really stuck out in your life with seeing pros in person and how that kind of shaped your skate journey? Oh, yeah. Well, they used to have demos all the time at uh, Intensity Skates in Beltsville, Maryland. Uh, like, you know, the big world demos would come through and stuff. And one of them, talking about people who land everything, you wouldn't think so, but Kane Gale was a fucking demo assassin. Like, he was really impressive and professional and, and everything. Another demo here in Richmond was the, the big Zero DGK tour, the Fresh Till Death tour. Uh, just looking back, Chris Cole. I don't think he missed one trick. I think he landed literally everything. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely insane to see that type of skating in real life. Like, it, it's kind of a like a band. Like, you, these days, you can probably see a concert from any band you can even think of on YouTube. But, like, just going there and the vibe and them interacting with the crowd and everything and, you know, seeing shit up close, it's, like, uh, it's, way, it's way different. It's, like, how, how shit is supposed to be, so... I wish companies would bring back the traditional summer tour. You know, I don't know why they stopped doing it. Actually, I, I probably do know it's probably not cost effective anymore. But it would be sick if they would. I'll bet if I'll bet if somebody did a sick like long summer tour, it could it could move the needle for them. Like especially a smaller brand, you know, to like oh, yeah. open up accounts, get people stoked on the brand, that kind of thing. Like I think that 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 would be a smart move for somebody looking to build the brand. Yeah, oh yeah, like one of those new skater-owned brands, you know what I mean? There's a few of them. If they did, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if they, if they did just like a grassroots, like, all right, we're stopping at every shop from New York, like we're going from New York down to Florida, then we're going across to Arizona and shit. Yeah, that, you're right, that might move the needle. Right, I mean, like, I'm sick. thinking like like King or Disorder, like, you know, those brands have plenty of exposure, but I'll bet a lot of shops aren't getting those boards, just, you know, for whatever reason. So if... You know, imagine Tyshawn ripping across America. Yeah, are you kidding me? That would be like, like an event, dude. Yeah. That would be legendary. Yeah, so yeah. Let, let's see it. Yeah, I think also, like, the dynamic, especially for board brands, there's so many. Skating is becoming very, like, um, regionalized, right? So the folks who live in a specific area. So, like, Jason, I'm sure, like, Quasi, that's, like, the brand where you're oh, at. Yeah. And, like... Philly, D.C. has been a huge DGK resurgence. New York has their brands. L.A. has their brands. And I think skating's becoming very, um, like, insular in those specific regions and maybe opening up to a larger audience for some of these brands could be really good. I think, like, a brand like Sci-Fi would be really cool to go on a larger tour. I think they have the, the names and also the pull to bring people out, but... I don't really see their stuff as much in the wild here as I do when I'm on the West Coast. And I know Crushed carries the boards and every once in a while you'll see them, but I think it would make a big impact to have a up and coming big brand that's so West Coast centric come out to the East Coast. And I think that's what this Thrasher New Balance demo kind of did. I mean, the, the gentleman who was in there was like, when we heard that these folks were coming to North Carolina, we were like so excited. And there's so many places, so many like flyover states in the Midwest that just never get any love that could really benefit from some of these brands kind of coming through and start building fan bases. And um, I mean, yeah, like when Vanessa Torres came through with Element, I skated Element boards for like 
years after that because I was just like that was so cool and made a personal connection that isn't possible through social media that isn't possible through dropping parts on Thrasher's YouTube channel there's something intimate and there's something really like nice about having that maybe not completely interpersonal connection but like seeing skaters skate the things that you skate on your daily basis because those things are so important to you like that skate park I grew up going to that's where I learned all my tricks and seeing one of my favorite skaters come and do what they can do on those same obstacles is really cool and that's never going to be achieved through the internet and yeah brands like sci-fi brands like all-timers who did that they came to the plaza I think that's going to be really beneficial for them and I and I hope that seeing these things like the FA Skate Jam and Thrasher's now done a couple of these. I know Converse had one in Boston recently. We'll maybe spark that idea for some folks and get them kind of out there. Uh, speaking of the Skate Jam for FA what did you, and Adidas, I guess, what did you guys think? It was kind of in the complete opposite vein, I think, than the um, New Balance demo in North Carolina. It was very hectic. It was guys skating really fast and sometimes running into each other and eventually the riot police came and had to break it up. Um, do you guys think that was kind of what we need to see now with skate events or is this not the direction that we, we should be doing? Where'd you guys fall with the FA Adidas skate gym? Well, first of all, let me just say one thing about uh, the Charlotte demo, but yeah, along the lines of like, you know, making a personal connection or whatever, like just look at people's reactions at the demo. Like they went fucking berserk. They went ape shit. Like it doesn't matter that, they saw these guys you know every day on instagram or whatever you know they went absolutely nuts so yeah i mean for a little brand that could definitely or up and coming brand that could definitely make an impact in terms of brand loyalty but as far as the fa demo yeah this was crazy i mean skating's always been you know kind of punk rock kind of chaotic kind of uh edgy i don't want to say edgy, but that seems to be like the only appropriate word so along those lines i mean if you were some kid i mean it might seem kind of crazy and anxiety inducing for someone like me or us but if you're some kid and you manage to go there you're probably gonna be like a fucking awesome disciple for life you know it's probably like the highlight of your year and shit. yeah like you're you're gonna be talking about the fa skate jam for years to come if you were if you went i mean i, I think even for adults like that shit looked crazy <laughs> yeah I, I couldn't really make out who all was skating um the one guy it was like half calves and a plain white t-shirt and a Ford's baseball hat was fucking ripping. I could figure out who that was. Um, Louie was ripping current cables, of course. It, you know, it's kind of his wheelhouse, big ass quarter pipes and shit. Um, the cop cop car is classic. I mean, people have been skating cop cars since like 84, 1985. So that that's just legendary. And of course, you, you got to destroy the cop car at the end of the contest. It like goes without saying. Exactly. I always wonder if, if there's like a somebody whose job it is to set the car on fire you know like, <laughs> like all right and the FA contest, and Adidas like, are at the you know they've got on their zoom meeting or whatever and they're like all right yeah we got the quarter pipe we got the thing all right then we're gonna you know get the big trick turn the car around and then once it's all over you know we gotta light the car on fire that's how we we put an end to this like it or does it just happen naturally yeah F8 Adidas Skate Jam fire was an inside job. You heard it, you heard it here first. <laughs> that, that's my guess. I, I need to I need to uh, lean on my my contacts over there and see see what they say. I did ask about the motorcycle jump, um, and they said that that was not planned. That was just that, a spur of the moment. That was crazy. 
Sorry, the moment. Yo, I'm, I'm claiming it. Next time they have one of these things, I'm I'm jumping the cop car in my 5.0. <laughs> yes. claiming, claiming it. Sick. Yeah, I mean, they got to keep up in the ante, so. Yeah, seriously. But, uh, oh, yeah, shout out o- Omar Hassan for ripping out there. Oh, yeah, he did. He did, like, a pivot grind to fakey, like, up, yeah. down, and around in a quarter pipe. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the two, the, the, like, doing tricks from one red wedge ramp to another is kind of, I mean, that's kind of old. It's a staple. I think we've seen some more creative obstacles of things like the, the bunt jam. Like, they had, like, the barn burner thing. Right. Where, like, there was, like, a, a lip, but it was, like, a barn door, and then, like, smoke started coming out. So, shout out those guys. They definitely got way creative with some of the obstacles of that shit. That, that's an event. That's a super cool event. I Like, you got a little three-on-three tournament, a little bit of skating. Pretty dope. Yeah, I wonder how we would fare to mostly skateboarding could we field a, a pretty decent three-on-three team i'm i'm putting not myself out oh you're, you're taking yourself out all right i would not um, be good on on the, the court i mean yeah like i think mike's i'm i'm all right uh, patrick and mike and myself and mad yeah i, I think we the hang in there <laughs> i am terrible at basketball i love basketball but my friends and i did a basketball like three-on-three tournament maybe two or three summers ago and they're all somewhat into it and I was definitely the person who I was like, just don't pass it to me. It's not going to be good. <laughs> it's fun, but it's just hard. I didn't grow up playing and I don't know. Very challenging. Yeah. Maybe, maybe put me and Maddie on defense. Yeah. It, I, defense I can at least get in people's way. Like I, I can be very diligent about preventing other people from doing things. Defensive specialist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. One other thing real quick. If, if I was Dill, I would be, like having a heart attack the whole time because of like the life i don't know this is this is where my mind goes like the liability shit with like injuries and cop car and property damage and all that shit i don't know i imagine that adidas is the one who's who's bearing responsibility oh all right they probably have like a whole bunch of lawyers on yeah like i'm sure they do it all very legit so dill doesn't have to worry about those kind of things yeah, yeah it seems hectic but I, like i don't know i think I think I would have a lot of fun at that if it was like a weekend where my wife was out of town and it was just like I could be roaming aimlessly through this thing and like, you know, not a care in the world. It seems like a pretty rad thing to be a part of. Yeah, it looks super fun, definitely as a spectator. I think one thing it kind of like invoked in me a little is like that reminder of even if like my experiences at local, like smaller events of this just like kind of crazy free for all. And it's this like combination of like it makes you skate really fast and commit, which is almost like intoxicating. But then also it's like super anxiety inducing, like kind of all at the same time. And I think whoever put this edit together did a really good job of maybe even making it more intense than it was in person because it looked hectic for sure. And I guess the question for me, which I don't know if you guys noticed this and it's very random, but the person laying on the ground who was in a lot of the shots, was that a real person? And, like, Mark Suchu, like, did a trick over them, and it looked like they were oh, just I laying there forever. Yeah, was I, that a yeah, mannequin, yeah. or was that a real person? It was a little concerning. Know. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> Dill was, like, standing next to them. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, that was at the beginning. Did they ever reappear? Oh, yeah, it's, like, 
this person slash mannequin is in the back. I like watch is in the back of a bunch of shots. And like I said, Sucho did a trick over whoever this real or fake person was. And it that definitely made me a little concerned. I was like, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, I also that, thought that it was, was funny that uh, I love Mark Suchu. Like that's my, my guilty pleasure is I love his skateboarding. But him skating in this environment with the hardcore music and everything was kind of a fun, weird uh, juxtaposition. I was like, this is not the environment that I foresee him. Yeah, yeah right. Like, <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even think it was him. Like I was like, oh, who's doing that like crazy overturned nose blunt slide that Mark Sushu always does? Then I was like, oh, it must be him. Like if he like if if he's not skating to like Beirut or something, like it doesn't compute in my brain. Yeah, it was yeah. it was strange, but I guess the Adidas connection yeah, makes yeah, sense. Sure. He's one of their marquee pros. But speaking of speaking of marquee pros, I have to, I have to say, Louis is keeping the pop shove tail grab alive. We've talked about it in the show before. There's this beautiful renaissance happening with this with this fly out trick, and he did the coolest one ever on a toe in. And yeah. I was just like, I'm so here for the next. I don't know, six months to a year where we get to watch people do pop shove tail grabs again. And he's probably the best person to do it because he just has that style where he can do any trick and make it look good. And that to me was weirdly the standout trick of the entire edit was him just doing a crazy humongous pop shove tail grab. And I love that they showed it twice. They even acknowledged like, all right, that's pretty sick. Yeah, 99.9% of the time I, I can't condone pop shove a tail grab, but he, he made it look kind of fluid. So shout out him. Shout out, shout out Elijah Burl also. I don't know what gym he goes to or whatever. If he goes to Equinox or the same gym that you know, Steve Williams goes to, but like, I thought he was like Jim Jim Thibo. Like he looked like a more jacked Jim Thibo type of guy. He yeah, he's cool. he's filling out the white feeder pretty well. <laughs> filling out the- Have you guys ever been to a demo or a contest and seen someone before they got big, like? You know, like you see some young kid ripping, and you're like, that 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 dude's gonna grow up and be somebody, and then they ended up growing up and being somebody. Oh, um, yeah, Brian Brown. He used to skate all these Banks contests in like 1998. He was like a little kid, mm-hmm. but he was like, you know, landing everything. You could tell that he was he was gonna be something. Yeah, definitely gonna be a ripper. Also, this isn't really like big time or anything, but uh, I guess yeah, Gary Smith was skating at that same World demo that King Gale was skating and everything and like he was the very first person I saw do like a nollie backside nose grind on a ledge and that was like 1996 I was like damn that's pretty futuristic that's the future yeah that's sick with Gary Smith of View that's right yeah that's sick he's rad shout out View's skate shop in Baltimore they're really cool yep. how about you Maddie did you ever see somebody before they were somebody I'm trying to think um I can't think of any off the top of my head, I mean, we used to get a lot of demos through Frederick, where I grew up, but I was definitely of the age of, like, relying on my parents to drive me places, so it was, like, only if I was, like, really stoked on something would they take me, and they were always so crowded and kind of hectic that sometimes you ended up not even seeing anything, so, but no, I can't remember any like people that I didn't already know of because I probably wouldn't have gone if if that was the case. Um, right. I wasn't just going to every demo. I was like only going if, like I said, like when Vanessa Torres came through and things like that. So no, what about what about you, Templeton? Do you have any young pros that you saw in your area? 
Yeah, I remember going to a AM contest. It was Beast of the East uh, at Utopia Skate Park in North Carolina. And um, Chris Cole was there. He got, I think he got second to Kyle Burrard, who got first. And then Mark Del Negro was there. And Chris Cole, I feel like, was on the come up, you know? Like, I, I knew who he was. He was still in his, like, G phase, you know? He hadn't gotten uh, nice in, into the rocker phase yet. But he, he was ripping landing almost everything and doing like wild shit like benihana finger flip uh like a blunt where you grab the nose and you put your front foot on the tail and then he did like a finger flip out to fakie and then i I don't really remember the tricks that mark del negro did but i just remember he had like huge teeth and i think he he's since like grown into them but like when he was a little kid it was just just crazy and he he must have been ripping for me to remember but um yeah those are the two that that i kind of remember seeing before they were big and i remember seeing at it was what uh shred for mike i remember seeing mike wright skate and i was like that guy is gonna fucking blow up he is amazing and he he just never quite blew up i feel like he was in stuff but just didn't get the shine i feel like he probably deserved Oh, you mean the New York Mike Wright? Yeah. Yeah, I used to skate in a bunch in New York. The guy was a ripper. I think he still skates. Like, what's his, I think his Instagram is like, I skate NY or something like that. I'm sure he's still ripping. Yeah, no doubt. So with these kind of current day demos, do you guys think that this is what the skate event should be? Do you think there's any other types of skate events that could potentially do well? now besides just hectic skate jams or more organized demos do you think there's like a need for for something else to exist or do you think we kind of have it all all covered Hmm. i think we've got you know there's like signings and there's video premieres don't those those, uh don't the skate witches do stuff like in the pacific northwest i'm not sure i mean i'm like not up on what's going on in my scene as well as i should be yeah, I feel like there's a lot more events than there used to be, like clinics and like Skate Like a Girl is putting on a lot of stuff. So yeah, I, I think there's more more ways than ever for skaters to get together, which I think is rad. I mean, you also got Decade with like, you know, the shit they put on. Shout out to Yeah, I mean, the Skart Show is also a great, great Skart. way to get skaters together. Yeah, I mean, just like for the culture and shit. Yeah, did you have anything in mind, Maddie? No, nothing in in specific i think that you're right like um reels of fortune which is a cool event that they do in seattle i'm pretty sure yep. and stuff like that is is really rad the only thing i could think of is i feel like everything that's big is always on the other side of the country for me so it would be cool yep. to have like as we see this east coast resurgence um, I'm just going to claim it. I think it's happening. I feel like East Coast skating is really kind of coming into a really nice time right now. It'd be cool to see some of these events make their way over here. And I think that's happening a little bit. I think New York is is seeing some cool stuff, especially at the um, Indoor Vans Park. It sounds like they have some cool events that are happening there. But even like the FA Adidas Skate Jam, like that was in Hollywood. And from my understanding, FA is a New York-based company, even though I feel like all of their riders are all coming from California, but that's a different conversation. I feel like they're a uh, like poser New York-based company. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like what I Like they're all West Coasters, like carpetbagger type. Yeah. Uh, deal. 
that was the, the more direct and blunt way of what of what I was saying for sure. Um, but it would have been sick to see that in New York, where I think that they're trying to market themselves towards. It felt weird that the big event was California, and that's kind of I think the area that would see some love. And I think again we saw that with the folks in North Carolina who were just in awe that pros would even come through their space, whereas now. New York is becoming such a skate mecca for the United States, at least, that I think the events should follow and we should have some some more support from the larger brands, not just the local scene in New York kind of kind of handling that. I think that's kind of the only thing I could think of that would would do well. Yeah, Wheels of Fortune in New York would be pretty cool. Wheels of Fortune in New York would be would be very very cool. It would save the the thousand dollar plane ticket. What what is a Wheel of Fortune for for those who might not be aware? (laughs) It is, um, I want to say, somehow related to Stay Like a Girl. I don't right. know if that's 100% for sure, but it is a weekend in the in Seattle, I believe, that they kind of uh, host a um, skateboard competition slash get-together for women and trans folks. And um, I think they have a couple, at least one contest, if not two, and other fun events like karaoke hanging out and skating and meeting folks in the, in the community and that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, sorry for the folks who are involved that I've, if I'm not getting this right, but I'm almost positive that it's, it's skate like a girl that puts it on. And I think they're, they've done like 10 or 11 or 12 of them. Like they've been doing it for the better part of a decade, which is, which is really rad. Yeah. I think it is put on by skate like a girl. And I think one of the coolest events of skate of uh, wheels of fortune is the, I think they call it the witch hunt, which is basically kind of like a scavenger hunt or like, you know, teams go out and kind of complete missions and everybody makes a video of their, with their submissions. And it's like the non-toxic king of the road. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I did a skate race one time with a scavenger hunt element and it was a ton of fun. So if, uh, if somebody wants to put one of those on, or if you, if you find one in your area, you should be stoked. Which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Stoked on venture trucks out of San Francisco, California. One of the coolest things about skating is learn about new bands from videos and that kind of thing. So uh, the aforementioned FA Skate Jam, the band Dead City, one of their songs was featured in it, and pretty sure they also performed there. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, uh, hardcore or hardcore-ish punk rock band. So Listen to some of their shit. It's pretty dope. So stoked on that. I already put it on my gym playlist. Stoked on an Instagram account called khm.air. Don't know what that means, but they post really dope style and plaza footage. That's like all they do, style and plaza footage from a lot of people that you probably haven't seen before. So if you're into the whole Eurotech shit, definitely give them a follow. I think they only have like 200 followers right now. Also stoked on a part out of Ukraine by Alexander Burchak is called Balance is Life. As you might imagine, there's a lot of manuals in this part, as well as some pretty tight uh, Eastern European type spot porn. Some of my favorite shit. And Maddie, what are you stoked on this week? Yeah, I am stoked on the Beatrice FA um, drop that I think was announced today. We're recording on Thursday. Yeah, it's really cool. It's awesome to see FA kind of get behind Beatrice more. And also to do something that's more femme 
centric. I think that's cool. We've seen that a little bit from other companies and whatever I see that I always get stoked. Um, having the first weekend in weeks with no plans, I feel like October for whatever reason, every year is always crazy. And this is the first weekend where both days I can just do whatever. And we're going to go to Baltimore on Saturday and go on a little skate mission and it should be a lot of fun. And we talked about it a little bit, but I am stoked on the new Tom Knox shoe. It looks really cool. I'm excited to try it out. Templeton, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on a show that I went to maybe a week and a half ago. I saw Wu-Tang Clan with Nas and De La Soul, and it Whoa. was re- it was really fucking good. I'm I'm always like a little skeptical of hip hop shows, but they they really did it. And like Nas is like somebody that obviously I know of, and Nas is great, but never really somebody that I like put on any playlists or anything. But he fucking killed it. Like really really impressed me. So if uh, Wu-Tang Clan comes through your town definitely go see him somebody informed me that the jizza is on tour he's not coming anywhere near me but like fucking go get those tickets and go to that show for me you'll you'll be just as stoked as i am i'm sure and with that that's the end of our show be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes until next time you can keep up with us all week online maddie where can the people find you they can find me um, at Front Grinds on Instagram at the occasional tweet. Uh, Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on Instagram at FrozenCarbonite, and writing stuff for ChorusNext.com. Working on some new stuff for fourth quarter. Templeton, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at MostlySkate and on Instagram at MostlySkateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.